podcast listeners, it's me, Stacy, back with another episode of the All Things Girl Scouts podcast. This is episode six, and we're chatting about group agreements. Spring is the perfect time to revisit a group agreement. If you did one in the beginning of the year, your girls will have grown a lot since then. You may have added new girls to your troop, and you likely have some summer trips planned. So revisiting what behavior is expected is a good idea. And if that doesn't quite fit your group, you sure can save this episode for the start of the new year. So what's the point of a group agreement? The goal is to set a standard of rules, guidelines, and norms, typically around behavior, that the entire group agrees upon and commits to. What's interesting about this is it encourages buy-in from the girls. They're more likely to follow the rules that they or their peers set. Also, who likes being told what to do? Really, no one, and that's true for girls as well as for adults. They much prefer setting the rules themselves. It also makes guidelines clear for you as a leader. If a girl is acting outside of the agreement, it's something concrete you can reference when discussing whether she needs to sit out for a minute or to reflect on her behavior. Let's go through some examples of making a group agreement. There are tons of ways to do this, so feel free to research your own as well. But here are just a few of my favorites. The first is pretty standard. It usually involves a big piece of paper and girls writing or delegating one person to write rules they think that they should follow. They typically come up with things like be respectful and listen, but also traditions like they always wanna do a friendship circle at the end of a meeting and fun things like a fun chant to encourage each other. Here's an extra tip for when you're going through this process. When I'm working with kids and sometimes even adults and we're writing on big paper in the front of the room, I find that some people are nervous about writing on the board because of their spelling or people correct their spelling, which can be embarrassing and uncomfortable for the scribe. I often draw a spell check button. I write ABC with a check mark next to it and put it in a box in the corner of the paper. I let them know if you don't know how to spell something, try your best and hit the button after and we will pretend that it got automatically corrected. It can speed things up a bit. That being said, of course, depending on the age of the girls, you might still need an adult to be the person writing on the paper. Once you have all the rules they think they need and you've brought up anything they might have missed, it's time for signing the document. All girls and leaders should personally sign the big paper to agree to following these guidelines. Okay, I have a second style for you to try if you'd prefer. This time, you're going to take your big paper and on one side, your girls will brainstorm just like they did in the first example. After they have a pretty good list, we move to the next side. Here they will come up with examples of what each of the items means. So if they put respect on the first side, then on side two, they think of ways to be respectful. If you think about it, some of these rules that all kids know are really abstract concepts. So helping them think about what it looks like can help a lot. If your group has a long list, you might wanna narrow down to the top three from the first side and then come up with examples for just those three to save some time. The next style is my favorite on-the-go group agreement. I use it for one day or short events as a quick reminder of what we need to focus on. It's called the five finger contract and all you really need for this is your hand. We have a free download with an example of what to say and a blank copy for you to customize if you want to, but once you do it a few times, you can totally wing it. 
So for the five finger contract, you hold up your hand and explain you are going to go over some rules for the day. And if we all agree, we can get going with our day. All the girls put their hands up too to follow along. Start with your pinky finger. Our pinky finger is our smallest finger and not protected on one side. It could easily get hurt. So we're going to agree to be safe. Move to the ring finger. People sometimes wear a ring on this finger to show commitment. We are committing to participating. This doesn't mean you have to say yes to everything, but it means you are committing to be part of the group today and to try new things. Then move to the middle finger. I approach this one a little differently for younger girls versus older girls. So for older girls, as soon as you say something about the middle finger, they might giggle a little bit. But what we talk about is that the middle finger can sometimes be a rude finger. It reminds us to keep a positive attitude even if something happens to make us sad. Even if things don't go our way, we will be respectful and try to still have a good day. Now, for younger girls, I say this finger is stuck in the middle, and sometimes we can be frustrated if we're stuck in the middle of something. So, same moral of the story, we're going to be respectful and have a good day. Now, move to your index finger or pointer finger. There are a couple options for this finger, so you can select what your group needs. I often pick follow instructions, but some groups use it as a reminder for not blaming others or yourself. You can pick which works best for your group. And lastly, move to your thumb. What does a thumbs up mean? Good job. We agreed to support and encourage each other and ourselves today. So this covers all the biggies. Safety, commitment to participate, attitude, listening to instructions or not blaming others, and being supportive. Once you've gone over them, ask if the group can agree to each one. If they say no, talk about what needs tweaking. If they say yes, you seal this agreement with high fives. Depending on the group size, they can high-five everyone or high-five at least a certain number of people, three people. Adults should participate too. Okay, I've got one more group agreement type for you. But first, the All Things Girl Scouts podcast is hosted and sponsored by Stacy Simpson Consulting. Did you know that we do more than podcasting? We also host Adventure Camp Overnight at YMCA Camp Greenville in the Carolinas for juniors and cadets with their adult volunteers. Registration is open for our fall event, November 22nd to the 24th. That's right, your troop can register right now for this jam-packed weekend of adventurous fun on 1,400 acres of mountaintop beauty. You won't want to miss this. Visit AdventureCampOvernight.com to learn more. The last group agreement I want to talk about is more formal. When troops do domestic or international trips, it's not uncommon to have a behavior agreement that is signed by the girl and her family. Your council likely has an example, so if your girls are approaching this style of trip, you can contact them and ask about it. It generally involves terms for which the parent would be required to come get their girl in the middle of the trip for things like drug or alcohol use, inappropriate behavior, or similar serious things. Part of the purpose of this is to set expectations for the girls about what type of behavior would absolutely not be tolerated, and to alert parents that they could be called upon to come get their girl. The need to use these is hopefully rare, but they are an important part of the planning process. Okay, so now you've set the agreement in whatever form you chose. Now what? If you did a paper one, I recommend keeping it around. You could bring it and pin it to the wall at troop meetings or take a picture and reformat it to a smaller size. 
The goal is not to do all that work and then forget about it. You want to use that agreement to reinforce behaviors and discourage negative ones. One girl might be having a hard time sharing with others. You can remind her, remember our agreement? In our troop, we decided we want to share with others. Let's try again. Some days, the girls might just be a mess, and you could use a few minutes reviewing it as a group and remembering what your agreement was. Keeping it handy means that their own rules are what's monitoring their behavior, not yours. When using the on-the-go contract, almost anything you want to correct can be related back to a finger, so you can have a conversation if that's what's needed, or maybe more often, you can just point to your pinky and say, what's this finger for? And the girls will answer safety and then rethink their choices. I would say the trickiest one with that is commitment to participate. This shows up in a few different ways. If you're at camp and about to do a zip line, you might have a girl who decides she doesn't want to do it. That's okay, but I encourage you to do a few things. First, she might change her decision after she sees a few people go. So while you don't want to push her to do it, you want to give her a chance to change her mind later. Just keep the door open. And second, that's okay if you don't do it, but if you did agree to participate today, tell me how you will participate instead. This could include cheering on others, volunteering to help hand out supplies, or any number of other things she comes up with, but this keeps her involved in the group experience. Another way this shows up is you have a girl who doesn't want to participate in anything, which is often an attitude issue. She might have a disagreement with another girl, which makes her want to be detached, or really any number of reasons she's not in the mood to participate. Again, you know your girl's best, but I would encourage you to remind her of her agreement and think about ways to participate. She might need some space temporarily, but come back into the group later. She might want to talk about what was bothering her. She might be really stubborn and not participate at all, and you can't make her, and she might just be having a bad day. But the point is to remind her of her agreement and give her opportunities to change your choices. All right, so now you have a few different types of agreements, how to form them, and how to use them later. Again, I really recommend you put some thought into making one now or refreshing an old one before any summer adventures or if you're adding new girls to your troop. Girl-led behavior norms can be really amazing for a troop's culture, and it makes your life easier. Remember that we have some resources on the website related to this episode. We've got all the information for the five-finger agreement so that you can have your notes handy. You can find all of that at allthingsgirlscouts.com. Again, that's allthingsgirlscouts.com, and we have tons of other resources and articles and information for you to browse as well. Thanks so much to everyone for everything that you do for girls, and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.